Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Matt and this week I am by myself. Uh, Sam's not well this week, uh, so it's me doing the podcast by myself. It is the first time I've done the podcast by myself. It does feel a little bit odd. I know Sam's done it a few times. Um, it does feel a little bit like I've been given the keys to uh, to a new job and, and someone said to me, off you go. So... Do, do bear with me guys I know we've got a lot of questions on Instagram and on Facebook which I will get stuck into I'll start I guess by talking about the game against Newcastle it's it's so frustrating I, I, know, I know look you all Spurs fans listen well I assume you all Spurs fans I don't think you'd want to listen to this if you wasn't a Spurs fan but um, I know it's almost like and, and the thing is I've had this conversation with Sam a few times you know, we always feel like, I guess, it's it's always us that has the bad luck. And, you know, unless you're, I guess, Man City, uh, you're going to you're gonna feel the same way. But it, it's almost like every time we have an opportunity to uh, either get into the top four or in recent years gone past, even to be top of the league, you know, we just throw it at, the, at, the, at, the, at chances that seem so easy. I mean, the Newcastle game, you know, we, I'm sure we've beaten them. The last few seasons at St James's Park, it's almost like we've been their bogey team at their ground, and they obviously they they really raised their game. They've they've been playing poor, and again another another reason why it feels like that we always get this as Spurs fans, like you know Newcastle have been poor all season, and then suddenly the game that they decide they're going to try to raise their game and 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 avoid relegation is the game against us. But you know obviously they took the early lead or they took the lead in the first half. We scored a couple and. Probably like most people, I was thinking it wasn't going to finish 2-1. I mean, I, unfortunately, I was at work, uh, so I, I didn't, I couldn't watch the game, but I had it on a live feed on my on my desktop computer, and uh, you know, it's getting closer to the final whistle, and you just you just praying, please, please, and then there we go, the equaliser. We all knew it was coming. I guess the only uh, like you know, the people that do listen to the show, you know, I know that you, you know that I try to look at the the positives out of everything and I guess the only positive for me and anyone that lives nearby to London like I do is if we had have won and would have gone into the top four then obviously with West Ham winning they would have knocked us off the top four and I don't know about you guys but anyone that lists, that's got West Ham fans fans as friends you know that they the mouthish lot they just hate for some reason they absolutely hate us so I can imagine I would have got loads and loads of texts. As it was, they were all happy anyway, but it wasn't at our expense. So thankfully, this time we I kind of avoided that, and I'm sure a lot of you did as well. Look, we've still got eight games to go. I, I know you're probably thinking with me and Sam, we're just the eternal optimists. And as the podcasts have been going on throughout the season, we've been going from we all we're still in these competi- we're still in every single competition to all right we've been knocked out of that but we're still in these competitions okay we've been knocked out of that but we're still in these competitions <laughs> and where it comes down to now is we've got the final the league cup final later in the month 
and the, the league and finishing in the top four. Now, the, the top four is still realistic. It is still realistic. You know, we, we've, we're, we're three points off now and we've got eight games to go. So that's 24 points to play, play for. Now, I think our running, and I'm sure anyone who's, who's looked at our running will see that on paper, and again, I do really stress on paper, it seems to be fairly easy. I mean, obviously, we've got Man United next, and that's going to be the tough one. Although Man United aren't playing great at the moment. They're, they're very up and down. I mean, you take Man City out of the equation, and, and no team seems to have any consistency. So, obviously, after Man United, then we've got Everton. Again, a fairly tough one. But then Southampton, Sheffield United, Leeds, Wolves, Villa, and finally Leicester. Now, on paper, these are, these are games that potentially, you know, I know we're play, playing poorly, but potentially we, we could win all of these games. There's, there's no games in there that you're thinking, Christ, like there's not a Liverpool away or Man City game or North London derby, which, you know, you know can go any, anywhere. So potentially it's still on. It's still on to make the top four. And until it's mathematically impossible, then I'm going to I'm going to carry on believing that. I mean, I did look at, West West Ham, their running seems fairly easy, and it seems bizarre, absolutely bizarre, that I'm even talking about West Ham and them being competition for being in the top four. But as much as I can't stand their fans, well, you know, the, the, what their attitude towards us mainly, you, you can't deny they deserve it. I mean, they've been playing some great football, and Jesse Lingard seems to be just absolutely re- rejuvenated there. So, you know, if they do make it, which is going to be odd. Really, really odd. I mean, on a par with probably Leicester winning the Premier League. That's how odd it will be. West Ham winning the Champions League, but you know they've they've got a great chance. And I looked at their fixture, their remaining fixtures apart from Chelsea. They've got a fairly easy run in themselves. There's nothing difficult there. I mean, probably of all the run-ins of us, West Ham and Chelsea, Chelsea are the ones that probably got the tough the toughest running because of, as well as playing West Ham, they've got Leicester as well, and they've also got Man City away, and they've got Arsenal. So you know. Chelsea haven't got an easy running at all. So it'll be really, really interesting to see. But, you know, it's 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 just frustrating. It's just absolutely frustrating that we, we just seem to always snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat, you know, and or snatch, snatch, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, shall I say, you know, so many times. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll surprise us. And look, look, like Sam said plenty of times, if we end up, Winning the winning the league cup and finishing the top four, as bizarre as, as it sounds, with the kind of disappointing season we've we feel like we've had, I think most of us would have probably taken that at, at the beginning of the season. I mean, I know I would have, I would have hundred percent taken a trophy and top four completely, and it's still very much on. I mean, I, you know, you know, I appreciate that Man City are just just tearing teams apart, but you, you never know. We're in the final, we're in the final, aren't we? So. We have a fantastic chance, but let, let's see, let's see. Anyway, let's go to uh, fan questions. I know we've got a few fan questions from Instagram and also a few on Facebook. So let's go, let's go to them. Now it's time for your comments. Okay, on uh, Instagram, we've got three three comments or three questions. Uh, We've got two actually from uh, one person called Cherzo, Chirzo, C H U R S O, Cherzo. 
the first one says Toby slash Jose Beef. Now, I presume that means uh, are they are they at loggerheads or are they arguing? I don't know if it means do they like beef? I mean, what did they have for their roast this weekend? But let's let's go with them not getting on with each other. That was a really really odd one, a really odd one. It's you know sometimes you you can lie about things, and I mean you know people people lie it's just what we do you know but sometimes you know you'll say things to make someone feel better sometimes people lie to get out of things but this one was just absolutely bizarre because it's not like jose didn't know that we we all could find out very very easily that toby's been training earlier in the week so to come out and say he has he hasn't it's just like i, I don't it's a really really odd one it, it doesn't make any sense I mean, I, I don't know whether whether maybe it's just Jose's age, and as he's getting older, he's. Really, he's really, I mean, I've always said with Jose, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of you agree, is that he doesn't say anything. He, everything he says is for a reason, you know. So he'll say something, and that, that there's a reason why he said it to dig someone out, or to not dig someone out, or to to get into someone else's head. He, everything he says. Is, is is for a, for a purpose almost, you know. So to come out and say say this, and it being a lie, you wonder whether obviously he's he's lied about things before, but whether he's just not realised his slip up, you know. He's he's said it for for whatever reason to to uh, deflect from other people's performances or, or whatever, but he hasn't thought it through because he knows that we all can catch him. We can all very very easily catch him out on it. So it's it's a very very odd one, and and I hope it doesn't affect the relationship between him and Toby because you know as we know, Toby was ready to leave when um, when Pochettino was there because obviously he'd fallen out with Pochettino as soon as Jose uh, come on board. Then you know within weeks Toby signed a new contract. So I kind of hope that it, it it doesn't affect their relationship. But you know we, we shall see. We shall see. Um, uh, Cherso's also put. Um, do you, what do you make of Eric Dyer's uh, bizarre claim that he wants to uh, have his ashes scattered on the pitch? Uh, Knee-jerk answer for a silly question, question mark. Weird. Great show. Uh, thanks for the laughs. I always listen on double speed for extra comedy value. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm hoping you don't you don't listen to this one on double speed because it's by, I'm by myself, so it's gonna be, it'll be a very very short podcast if you listen to this on double speed. But yeah, thank you for your thank you for your feedback. Um, I guess yeah, it is a, it is a weird answer. I mean, as we know, Eric Dyer grew up in Portugal, and you know, obviously speaks Portuguese fluently. I know he's played for Spurs for a long time. I, mean, I think it was 2015 he signed for us, so he's played for us for six years. But sometimes, you know, it probably goes back to the to the previous comment about Jose and him saying things like that that you know he's saying things for a reason. So you know, he's he, I'm, I'm not going to say whether Dyer's lying or not, but I, I can't imagine he wants his ashes scattered on the on the football, Spurs football pitch. I mean, I'm sure he's got places that are much closer to his heart personally. I mean, I, if anyone asks me, I think I would. I mean, I've always, I've always said that I want to be, um, you know, I want to be cremated. So if I, if I, when I am, um, yeah, I want my ashes spread all, spread all over the football pitch because for me, like I've said before on, pod, on the podcast. You know, I don't go to church, but Spurs Stadium is my church. It is my church, you know, and I I just think that 
I've had so many, obviously not at the new stadium so much, but especially with the old stadium, I've had so many incredible moments there. You know, I've had lots of moments that I'd like to forget, but there's been so many times when I've just come away and, yeah, I've just been absolutely buzzing, absolutely buzzing, just watching some of the scintillating football we've played. You know, it is, yeah, for me, it is my second home. So, yeah, I, I, if it's true... And and he's got Spurs as close to his heart as most of us Spurs fans have. Then I don't know. Maybe it's not a weird answer. You know, it it was in a I think it was in a, the ES magazine that he uh, he made the comments, and I think they were asking him all kinds of random questions. So it's just obviously one random question that's been picked out. But yeah, good luck to him. Good luck to him. Um, the last last question we've got here is from Darren Ward. Uh, love the show, gents. Thank you very much, Darren. Uh, looking forward to another great episode. Well. I hope this one's all right. Obviously, hopefully we'll have Sam back next week. So you've just got us. So you just got me this week, and I'm giving it my best shot, mate. Um, really enjoyed uh, having Coach uh, Ali on last week. Hopefully she's on again soon. Yep, it was a good show. See, uh, seeing a lot linking us with Sabitza. Any truth to this? If so, where does he fit in? And is this a prelude to Nagelsmann in the summer? Uh, Sabitza is the RB Leipzig captain. Yeah, I've, I've been really impressed with him. I mean, I've, I've been, been impressed with the whole RB Leipzig team, like probably a lot of people have. Uh, and I'm hoping that it is that. I'm hoping it is a link uh, with Nagelsmann coming to, coming to uh, Spurs. Um, I, I didn't realise, actually. I did a little bit of digging into uh, Nagelsmann because, obviously, I, I'm kind of probably thinking that we're going to get destroyed by Man City later in the month and not finishing the top four. Mourinho is going to get sacked. So I can see us, you know, barring some kind of incredible miracle almost that he's going to go. So obviously now I'm looking at replacements and I, I would love to have uh, Julian Nagelsmann, love to have him at, at Spurs. Now, what I didn't realise is this guy is... is has like got almost nine years on me. He's actually 33, which is incredible. I didn't realise he was that young. Now, although he is 33, he has won uh, German Football Manager of the Year in 2017 when, when he was 29. So this guy has obviously got lots of potential. He's very young. And I think part of it, part of it for me as well is you, you, you look at Mourinho. Now, when Mourinho was young... Uh, when, he, when he was obviously at Barcelona and learning, learning his trade there, you know, he, he was obviously a very similar age and he kind of revolutionised, um, you know, coaching methods. And, you know, you look at the success he had at Porto, Chelsea and Real Madrid. But you, you see these managers get to their late 50s, early 60s, a bit like, you know, obviously where Mourinho is now. And the, what the, the what they, they're obviously still sticking to the to the the coaching methods and the coaching ideas and philosophies they had, but football moves on. And I think that's probably where part of the problem is with us, with Mourinho. But then you look at Nagelsmann, who's, 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 who's young, who was, is where Mourinho was 30 years ago. And he's bringing these fresh ideas and he's bringing these fresh coaching methods and he's, and he's working with, with players like, you know, where we are now in 2021, where players attitudes and, and, and the, like I say, the game has completely moved on. So bringing in a young, fresh manager with these ideas, playing, playing the modern game, how, you know, how, how it's, how it's seen by someone that is young is maybe where we need to be. And, but you, you know, Sam and I have been talking a lot about the problems with Mourinho and, you know, you just, you just wonder whether, 
whether this this is this is time for for, for someone like like a Nagelsmann to to come to the club. You know, I did look at the the stats for him since he's been at Leipzig, and uh, he's played eighty six games. He's won fifty one, drawn twenty, and lost fifteen, which is an incredible stat for me, with a goal difference of plus eighty five. So that just shows you how much how attacking the footballers they play. I mean, look when they when they destroyed us last year uh, in the Champions League, the game that I was at. It was just incredible to watch, you know. They were just. It, I would. I, if 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 he if we can get him here at Spurs, and he and we can play that kind of football, that that that, that Leipzig could play in. Look, like I've said before, it's like it's like the Pochettino uh, style of football. Just attack, attack. You know, it's the Bielsa as a a, a, a a kind of way, way of playing, you know. And you know, it doesn't it it, it doesn't as you as you, as you see with Spurs, it doesn't guarantee trophies, but. You know, you're watching entertaining football, and you know if you're destroying teams, then you know if it just all right, it might not win us trophies in the short term or, or ever, you know. But I think a lot of us are at the point now where we're just sick to death of the turgid football that we're we're watching at the moment. And even though you know, it's like Sam mentioned a couple of weeks ago, that we're almost at the top of the well, we was a couple of weeks ago, we're, we're top of the form table. It's the, the turgid football that we're watching. It's not worth the payoff. Like you know, it's it's getting to the point where it's just it really is not worth the payoff. You know. Right. Let's let's have a look at the um, the comments we've got from uh, from Facebook. There are a few on there as well. I think we've got um, I think we've got a couple from our our mate who likes the TV uh, TV analogies. That Dan's mate. Let's have let's have a look at our our, our, uh, our Facebook comments. Right. I'll start off with Kirk Fawcett. Okay, so Kirk says, at the end of last season, Mourinho repeatedly stated that due to injuries, he was short of resources, stating that it was like going to a gunfight without bullets. Spurs subsequently signed seven players, Hoybier, Doherty, Region, Vinicius, Hart, Bow and Rodon. Pundits, the press and supporters believed that we'd had a good transfer window with a good balance of attack and defence in the squad. Numerous articles stated that we had depth and one of the best squads in the division at the start of the 2021 season. So what happened? Is the failure to deliver consistency in results a management failure, poor training regimes, poor player attitude or a lack of talent within the squad? At the expense of attractive attacking football played with flair, we we as supporters were willing to buy into Mourinho's don't concede, we won't lose game plan. Boring result-driven football, but it's totally failed. Team spirit, fitness, the players' body language and our tactics are shot. Would fantasy football signings really save Mourinho or is he past his best? Like I just said, I think we're all getting to a point now, aren't we, where it feels like he's past his best. You know, that that's how that's how I feel anyway. Um, you, you know, like 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 you said, uh, Kirk, we've, we we signed. You know, he's identified weaknesses in the squad. He's brought seven players in, and it, I, I for me, I always go back to that period early last year, early in the season when we were top of the league. We were winning games, but we weren't winning them attractively. And as much as I can't stand Sunis, he made the point that it's fine now, but as soon as we start losing games, then the, the fans are going to turn. And unfortunately, that's what's happened. That's exactly what's happened, you know. And even it, even though we are still winning games, and and like like I said, we're still you know fairly top to the, or, or, you know fairly near the top of the, the form table. It is it is we we're struggling with with what we're watching. You know, we are we are really struggling with it, and if if we don't win the the, the league cup in April later in the month, if we don't win that, then for me, 
I think he's done. He's got to go. You know, he's got to go. I've seen a lot of news reports saying that although he's on 15 million a year, we won't have to pay nowhere near 30 million. A lot of the compensation is based on us qualifying for Europe. So, you know, if we don't qualify for the top four, if we don't uh, win the League Cup final, then I'm sure, I'm sure he's, he's gone. And, and I, I can't imagine there's going to be many Spurs fans that are going to shed many tears. Uh, right, next comment from uh, our Daniel, Daniel Beecroft. Uh, performances have dropped. Is this due to Jose or do the players have to take some responsibility for this? Uh, big missed chances, questionable decision making and awful defending have all contributed to our failure to kill games off and see out games. Yep, absolutely agree, mate. Um, it, it's it's probably one of these kind of catch-22 uh, scenarios, I think, with with us. You know, we're... we're the, the players you can see are, are nervous. They, they they don't they don't want to upset Mourinho because look, I mean, after the Newcastle game, he came out and said, you know, same coach, different players. The guy he very happily and very comfortably comfortably like will dig out players, comfortably do it. So if they know they're going to be dug out, they're then worried about conceding goals, and it it just accentuates itself you know it's they've been they've done they've done studies on it and they know it's a fact you know it's it's it's, it's completely and utterly psychological it completely is you know that the, the more they the more you fear you're going to do something the more chance you're actually going to do it you know so this is this is being instilled into the players by the fact that Mourinho is comfortable digging players out you know and and that that saying he's that, that thing he said about you know same coach different players for me you look at that and you think you're, the first part of that sentence is you're saying same coach. Now you like you are the coach. You are the coach. It, it shouldn't matter what players you've got, and not just that as well. But like Kurt pointed out, you've signed seven players. You've brought in your players. You know, so you are the coach. You are responsible for ultimately how they play. So you can't use that. You, like for me personally, I don't think you can use that excuse. You know. Uh, next comment we've got here is from Sean Gibbs. Um, if we don't get top four, will Mr. Levy sack Moron? Um, we are being linked with a Leipzig player. Is this with the hope that their coach joins us? Yeah, I know. Obviously, there was that same question on Instagram, and we don't know, do we? I mean, like I said, I I, I would feel very excited if if in the summer we sack Mourinho and we bring Nagelsmann in and bring in a, uh, bring in Sabitz and possibly a couple of the uh, Leipzig players. It would it would get the juices flowing for me, you know. Like I got I got an email yesterday uh, from from Tottenham and anyone listening that's a season ticket holder, I'm sure you got the same email as well. Uh, they're gonna we're gonna start uh, renewing. They're starting the renewing process for the season tickets for next season. A part of me was kind of a little bit concerned because I paid 20% uh, into my season ticket uh, last season and obviously never got a chance to go to a game. But they've assured us that that 20% will carry over and obviously all the money that from t- games I didn't go to the previous season, which feels like years and years ago, will go in. So hopefully my season ticket shouldn't cost me too much this season. But look, the roadmap is the government have set the roadmap uh, at the end of June. All Everything's back open again. I know that that's no guarantee. And the scientists are already talking about a third wave later in the year. But I just hope, I really, really hope that we can have a season where we go back to the stadium. And if, if I renew my season ticket and look I just I, I, I desperately want us to win win a win this win the league cup desperately but look I, I'm not going to say I don't want to win it because I, I, I want to see uh, uh, Nagelsmann at, at, the, at the stadium 
or at Spurs next next season. But the thought of a, a young, exciting manager with 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 fresh, uh, modern, up to date attacking philosophies at the club, bringing in two or three of his players, bringing in getting rid of a few of the players that we've got uh, that just aren't doing aren't doing it aren't aren't cutting it for us. That that fills me with excitement. So look, I'd I'd, I'd give me the two options. As much as it pains me, I'd probably rather take the cup and with the risk of of Mourinho being in next season. But if we don't win and and we sack Mourinho and, and we're bringing Nagelsmann, then that's, that that fills me with excitement, you know? And the, the, for me, that, that feels like, um, you know, it, it, it makes it more exciting getting the season ticket next, renewing my season ticket next, next season, if that makes sense. So I, I guess... It's going to be, you know, the first or, or the, 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 yeah, by May, we'll we'll see, won't we? We'll know we've we've won the won the league cup, and we'll we'll know more realistic realistically where we're going to be in the league, and I guess then we're going to probably know more realistically if we're going to have Mourinho next season. But honestly, a season of the kind of football that we've had, oh, I, yeah, I, I I I'm going to renew my season ticket, but. I won't be looking forward to it. I really, really won't be looking forward to it. Uh, right, next question. We've got another one, another one of our own, Stephen, Stephen Cruz Alvarez. Do these players look like they are just exhausted or is it just me? Hoybier looks about five yards off the pace in some matches. Yeah, I, I agree, uh, St- uh, Stefan. Um, yeah, it's just, um, they, they look exhausted. They don't, they look absolutely exhausted, mate. Uh, look, we've played far more games than any other team. We had, you know, we had, we had the, all, the, all the Europa League qualifiers, and obviously we've had all the games to, to the to the League Cup final as well. So we've played a lot of games, and unfortunately, until we can get skipped back next next season, then we have to almost play Hoybier, don't we? Every game, and just like with Kane, you know, obviously we've got Vinicius this season, although he's not, you know, he's, he started the last couple of games with Kane. He, he, these these players are getting played every single game, and it's it's gonna it's gonna exhaust them in the end, isn't it? It's gonna completely exhaust them. It's been a long, hard season. So, yeah, I I, t- I tend to agree, Stefan. I, I tend to agree, mate. That that uh, it does it does look off the pace, and it, and a lot of our players do look exhausted. I mean, Sonny's another one for me. Sonny's just he's just not the player he was in the first half of the season at all. Right here we go. This one's from our friend Tom Agasco. Um, in a highly risky and eyebrow-raising approach to pre-season training in the hope of getting a competitive edge on their rivals, Spurs are replacing traditional methods with total wipeout. Which current player do you think will perform the best and who are you hoping faceplants the giant red balls the most? Well, I think the current player that would do the best would have to be Harry Kane, wouldn't it? You can imagine that they'd, they'd, set, up the, they'd set up all the uh, equipment uh, you know, a few days before recording and you can imagine Harry Kane just saying, right, that's it. I'm going to be here for the next, he's going to park his car outside, outside and just be there for the next three days, day and night practicing. I mean, that, that will be Harry Kane when it, on the actual day, he'll just fly through it. So yeah, I think Harry Kane would be absolutely best. Worst, I don't want to dig out any players, to be honest. I don't want to dig out any players that I want to see hit the giant red ball. So I'll probably just say, let, let, let Mourinho have a go. I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy seeing him faceplant that giant red ball. Let's, let's, let's put Mourinho up there. Um, next one from Martin Hood. The lies about Toby will cause trouble in the squad. Yep, totally agree, mate. It's it's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. I, I, I don't... It, it doesn't make any sense. 
I, I mean, like I said earlier, you know, he's, he's going to lie. He, you know, he lies. Everyone lies, you know, and, and, and say, and especially Mourinho, he'll say things for other reasons. But to, to, to lie about something when you know it's so easy to be, to get caught out, it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It it doesn't make any sense, you know, and it and it just feels like, you know, I'm seeing it from the outside point of view, and and you can see that he's doing it to dig these players out individually. But if you're if you're Toby, if you're any of the other players in the squad, you're just you're seeing that, aren't you? You're like think you you're like we we were training with him, and like you know on on, when, on Wednesday midweek. What are you talking about? You know, it, it's it's just gonna. I, I think it's gonna cause animosity and. You know, I've seen rumours about him losing players in the squad already because of it. But yeah, it's 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 completely utterly bizarre. Right, I've got one here from uh, comment here from uh, Joe Agasco. So I presume you're uh, you're Tom's brother, uh, or related. And 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 I'm not sure if there's a, a little bit of humour in your one as well. Who would you rather have as manager for the final, Ryan Mason or the special once? I do like the special once. That that is a really good good. Uh, Nickname for him, the special ones. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, as as much as as um, Mourinho's has us playing this this awful awful football at the moment, and you know he seems to be completely knocking the confidence of players. And that when it comes to a one-off cup final, there's not there's not many other managers in the game, even even now that you kind of want to have their other than Mourinho. I mean, he's a cup final specialist, isn't he? Uh, Ryan Mason, I mean, I know Ryan Mason spurs through and through, but, uh, you know, he hasn't got the, the, the coaching ability, I guess, at the moment. I mean, not to say he won't have in the future, you know, but right now, yeah, I'd I, I take the special once, I think, every time. Um, uh, Ryan Miller's comment or question, what's your view on Mourinho's interview after the Newcastle result saying, same manager, different players? Surely it doesn't go down with players when the manager publicly says it's all their fault that we are conceding late goals. Yeah, no, uh, Ryan, obviously I've, I've mentioned this uh, before um, earlier, uh, but yeah, uh, it, it it doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense. I just, I, you, you know... <laughs> He's, he's never he's never been shy at digging out players and 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 funny enough and and again I know something I've mentioned before but he he's dug out Sanchez when Sanchez wasn't even you know when he wasn't even Sanchez's manager you know when obviously Sanchez was playing for Ajax so clearly he's never rated him and I, and I, I think sometimes with Mourinho like like us all we've got our opinions on on players we've got opin, opinions on you know, if you relate it to like, you know, for, for me personally at work, you know, I've got people at work that I know they try their best, but the, the ability is possibly not there sometimes. And you just think I'm not going to just I'm not going to dig them out in front of everybody else. It's just not something you do, because although these guys are professionals, they're still human beings at the end of the day, you know, and if you're going to constantly dig out players and criticize them and, you know, you know, deflect onto them then it's gonna it's gonna affect their their confidence and you know you you look you look at um you look at sport in general you know players teams perform the best when they're when they're riding high confidence you've only got to look at man city you know like man city at, at the beginning of the season they were mid-table they they'd lost a they'd lost a few games that you thought they would have win i mean we beat them 2-0 they they you most people probably would have said that they're not going to have the best of seasons in the league. And then suddenly they started winning a few games. The confidence just started oozing through them. And now they are just 
like they're they're unstoppable, aren't they? Like steamrolling their way for everything. I mean, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if they win the the, the champion. I mean, the, the 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 league's done. They've won the league. That's 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 done and dusted. But I wouldn't be surprised if they win the Champions League. And I'm hoping they don't win the League Cup. I'm kind of hoping that they go. Look, you know, we, we're going for the bigger fish here. We'll let you have the League Cup. But you, you can't see them not winning everything that they're in this season. They're just steamrolling for everything. And you look, you look at them, like I say, you look at them early in the season, it's just still the same players. They're still the same players that are playing now, but confidence clearly makes such a difference. It, it does make a difference. I mean, it goes without saying, doesn't it, that confidence makes a difference. So if you're going to knock, the, if you're going to constantly knock the confidence of players, then it's going to make a difference, isn't it? It's going to completely make a difference. And, and it's no coincidence that these these late goals that we concede, it's a confidence thing, isn't it? It's completely and utterly a confidence thing. And I I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why why Mourinho is doing it. Whether he just thinks, do you know what? I'll take this 20, £25 million payout from Spurs. And, you know, fantastic. His heart's not in it. Who knows? Look, just I'm just thinking out loud here. But, you know, Part of me thinks, well, maybe it's Chelsea through and through. Does he care? You know, at the end of the day, does he care? Does he really care? You know, I, I, I genuinely don't know. It just, it doesn't make any sense. You know. Um, last, last comment, last question we've got is from Rob Dickinson. If Jose gets a sack, who is the best manager available to sort this mess out? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll always, I'll always go to, uh, to Nagelsmann. Uh, I, I just. Uh, I, I just think that um, I think that the exciting football he can bring to Spurs, I think, will just um, will, will will make us all fall in love with the club again. I mean, I know Sam talks about how when we had uh, I think it was either AVB or Tim Sherwood, he he fell out of love with Spurs and tried to distract himself. And I think a lot of us are like that, you know. I, I, unfortunately, at the moment, because every single game's on TV, we're kind of you know, we, we're watching it, even though we don't want to watch it. We're watching it because every game is on is on TV. You know, but yeah, I, I just I, f- I feel like we just I, th- I think Nagelsmann is 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 the man I think to 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 change things. And 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 I wouldn't be surprised if things are happening behind the scene. You know, I really wouldn't be surprised. You know, um, do you know what? I, I'm going to apologise. I'm going through these comments, and uh, I said that uh, the last one was was from Rob. I had do have a couple more here that, that I, I've completely missed out. So apologies. Uh, this one's from uh, Tom Perks. Uh, do we need to sign a Do we need to sign a goalkeeper and two centre backs in the summer? If so, who can we realistically get? I don't want anyone from Norwich or Vestergaard from Southampton. It doesn't show ambition in inverting commas, does it? Um, I don't know, Tom. Um, I think you, you look at look you look at Southampton and okay you think right okay I, I don't want to sign players from them because it's not like sign, signing players from a Real Madrid or or you know a Bayern Munich or or a team like that but look you know that they, 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 Southampton bought uh, or Liverpool bought Van Dijk from from Southampton I would argue he's probably the best centre back in the world you know and and they've and that's a that's a player from Southampton we've bought. Um, Obviously, Hoybier last season, who I think has been absolutely fantastic as well. You know, you look at Janik Vestergaard, uh, you know, the guy's 28 years old. He's in the prime of his career at the moment. He's got 19 caps for Denmark. You know, this this guy is, this guy is no mug, you know. I, I, I think he'd be a, a good signing for us, you know. And I know, obviously, uh, we're, we're after uh, Skriniar as well. Now, I didn't realise this guy's first name is Milan Skriniar. So, it does, think, it does make me wonder whether... He's going to be in at Milan his whole life because it's like us having a guy called Tottenham Scrinio, you know. So 
I, I can see the connection there, but I, I think he'd, he him he would be a fantastic signing. I know, like you know, with Rodon, he's still young, he's still got a lot to learn, but we've got a decent centre back in Rodon as well. In you know, we get a couple of good quality centre backs in. It, it it could be it could make the difference. You know, I I don't know. It could make the difference. You know, but. Let, let's see. I think we should, I think it's a case of just of, of of seeing, but I don't I don't think personally that if you buy players from a lower, cl- you know, a, I say I don't mean that as disrespectfully towards Southampton, but um, a mid-table and lower kind of club. If the players are good, the players are good regardless of who they're playing for, you know. And Hoybier has been a classic example of how much he's shone with us since we since we bought him from Southampton. He's shone at Southampton, obviously, but. You know, I feel like he's gone on to the next level here. So this is the final comment. Uh, this one's from uh, Olav uh, Kier. Kier. This one says, uh, what are Spurs doing? How are they working when it comes to the issue of sports psychology? Mate, you're asking the wrong person here. Sam, uh, it'll be something that hopefully maybe Sam can talk about next week uh, if we keep the question up. I know he he's something he looks into. Uh, but... You know, when it comes to psychology, you know, and obviously I've I've, I've spoke about um, Mourinho with a psychology. I, you know, I, I think a lot of everything he says is is psychological and for psychological effect. You know, but he clearly is having a negative psychological effect on players. I mean, that's quite obvious, and that's why I I, I feel confused myself because I always thought that he'd say everything he says is for positive reasons and to have a positive effect, but it just seems to be the opposite. You know, the complete opposite of, of of you know what the reaction and responses he's getting at the moment. So, yeah, a really really strange one. But 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 everyone listening today, I really appreciate you listening. I know I've been by myself, and uh, it's I would say it's 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 been a bit of an odd odd experience uh, talking just by myself uh, for what, nearly one forty minutes. I do I do listen to as I mentioned to 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 you guys before on the podcast. I do uh, listen to a few podcasts myself. You know, like not just uh, Spurs ones, but other ones and. They tend to be a couple of people presenting, and I think when when it is two people, you know, you feed off each other, and you're just having a conversation, and it, and it feels more natural doing that. And there are other podcasts I listen to where, where they do it by themselves, and they 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 do a good job as well. And, and I enjoy listening to both. So I hope you've got something from this. Hopefully we can ha- uh, hopefully we'll have Sam uh, back next week. He'll make a full recovery. But in the meantime, uh, I know most of you are on Facebook. Uh, we're on obviously Spurs News um, is on, on Facebook. We're doing really well with that. We're I think we're over seventy thousand follow- followers and likes on that, which is fantastic. Obviously we're on Instagram as well and on Twitter Spurs News nineteen sixty one and the, and the page as well that I update every day SpursNews.co.uk. So just check out all of those. That'd be fantastic. But for now, uh, you guys take care. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. 